You are my tribal uh, chief. How will you fucking stop? And if any of you refute that, ding dong. Hello. Yes, Allah. Hear me now, infidels. It's Hacker Hameen. Broadcasting live, value added to the Friday locker room here, channelattitude.com. Exclusively for the hardcores, Bin Hameen, and an another special guest running. You never know who's ready to attack infidels on the Friday veteran locker room. Oh, what's good, guys? What's good? Back here, live on the air, just trying to hook my guest up. Uh, one second here. I just got to send him the link again. That should work, buddy. That should work, bud. Um, but y'all yeah, are, man. Hopefully you guys had a good week. I know the timeline's been flooded with uh, worthless infidel children back to school pictures, but uh, I know all those proud parents out there are happy to have a little bit more quiet time to themselves and get these spoiled brats uh, <laughs> back in somebody else's classroom. But who knows what's coming uh, with more uh, lockdown measures as they try to. And uh, we'll see what school boards passively, passively resist or actively resist. And uh, maybe you'll be homeschooling again soon as well. So hopefully you had a good summer making memories together, man. Uh, no doubt we had this summer just ripped by. It's been you know, crazy stress with the cannabis around here. And I'm, I'm pumped to, uh, you know, be back on air to, to blow off some steam and next week's going to be a big week. And at the end of the month, uh, off to anniversary vacay. So appreciate you guys hanging tough here on HMG. We got, uh, uh, plenty going on. That's for sure. Oh, every, every single day and everybody's really kicking ass and uh, great, feedback on all the review shows and master shoot theaters and you know when it's uh hotline over here for uh whatever the stooge report is it's coming from the inside the locker room most of the time uh within one degree of separation so i feel like our, our information is pretty solid all the way around man um yeah, dude. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully you can show up. And if not, maybe you'll just be in the chat. But uh, sent the invite to my man, Charles the Hammer Evans, uh, big brother from OVW, who I got so much respect for, who, uh, you know, uh, was a military drill sergeant. So uh, on the island of Misfit Toys, here comes a man amongst men and uh, always had a ton of respect for Charles the Hammer Evans uh, absolutely should have been in the next spot of having the torch passed of the APA to him, in my opinion. You probably saw him in the Floyd Mayweather uh, big show segments. Those were some of his uh, biggest moments on WWE TV. But uh, always a, a great dude to have you just hanging out with the faithful or a veteran opinion and uh, somebody I definitely looked up to early on in my career. So hopefully Hammer can get it worked out. If not, like I say, he'll probably join the, the live chat regardless. Uh, but uh, good morning. I see everybody filling up, man. Uh, uh, can I link to your phone, buddy? I see uh, Hammer is in the chat. 
that's the StreamYard link, my man. Uh, I don't really have any other uh, magic tricks to do if it's not uh, hooking up. I'm not really sure what the tech is. It should uh, take you in there and then be able to in where? In there. Uh, <laughs> sign in with whatever name you want, Hammer, and uh, in, in the studio. So uh, I'm here, man, uh, doing that thing. And we were over 55 uh, yesterday, I think, strong live watchers. Uh, for Light the Fuse, everybody want to know what's going on. Unfortunately, the show kind of lackluster disconnected card subject to change guys who are giving a good effort who are in the main event and that's not the best spot for them to shine because people are going to look at him and go that looks like a high school kid well it is a high school kid in the main event of your tv show i don't know man uh that's a lot of trust and and it, not to say that nick wayne can't deliver there nor darby uh you know he's got plenty of fans but Man, uh, if it doesn't hit on all cylinders or we're not paying off the business, is that the best spot to highlight those guys? That match absolutely could have still been on the show, just maybe in a different spot. So some interesting things that may be happening. Uh, you know, your focus is over here with lawsuits and firing your top guy and, and his crew and stooge reports and trying to hold your locker room together and, and, you know, stave off as much uh, bad PR as you can with Don Stevens uh, running it. Uh, you know, that's uh, it's interesting, man, because I feel the show did suffer this week. We'll see what collision does with their numbers were down. I think I read 37% and even Meltzer burying them. Again, they're up against football and they're up against the back pay. Uh, but uh, that's, again goes to show that where is our meeting of a brain trust when when warner brothers discovery is going to give us a billion dollars because they believe in punk and you're going to put them in a spot that you're destined to fail you're not you know you have a great idea you have great property you have uh great intellectual property and and performers but even if punk everything was you know sunshines and rainbows and none of this went down you're still going to get your ass whipped based on the time slot you put that in. You're not setting up anything uh, to for success, you know? Uh, so it's same, like we've been over this a hundred times, the release dates of the video games and the, you know, the missed millions, I think hundreds of millions of dollars uh, in crossover to mainstream partnerships, especially when you've got, NFL juice behind you and, and every other game thing, man. There's so many guys who could be building huge brands like an Orange Cassidy uh, and plenty of others uh, that is just is just kind of pushed by the wayside. And is that because they don't have a chief branding officer? Like there's just so much drama going on. We can't even uh, try and pioneer those deals and mine those gems and be like, hey, we want to work with you to get our 7-Eleven uh, Slurpee cups out there, you know, or whatever, whatever. I mean, crack, why isn't the Young Bucks in Cracker Barrel doing something? <laughs> that alone, you know, that's that's crazy. Um, they made the old person's country restaurant cool <laughs> again. And uh, I think that brand definitely would have uh, absolutely liked to use it. So um, apologies, though, Hammer, you know, I try and big brother to, to make sure you sign. Uh no worries. You, you're welcome next Friday too, man. We'll, we'll hop on early and test because uh, I don't know if you know me, you heard you putting you over earlier. I know you're in the chat right now. So it's important for me to say it, that uh, so much respect for Charles the hammer Evans and was such a, uh, 
led by example uh guy at ovw man and uh like i said on the island of misfit toys of carnies queers and addicts he's anything but that he was one of the few uh man's men and uh and and handled his business in a way that you couldn't help but respect him so always want to give my brother uh the shine that way and uh, and thank you be thankful for uh you know him uh, treating me with respect when he didn't have to do any of that so always uh good to have him in the chat or wherever it is in the hameen media discussion Group. Group. you know just uh always having those veteran voices is something we appreciate man uh, no doubt because it's coming right from those who lived it not somebody who thinks they understand and are smart to the business <laughs> these are from guys who've been uh kicked around and uh put down only to be that close and fly into the too close to the sun and then you know uh kind of they treat you like dust in the wind and uh there's uh, there's so many great talents who deserve to have their opinions and voices heard and uh you know hammer is absolutely one of those and i would i love having them around on the brand as as well as many others in that hot media discussion group there's a, a lot of people watching all the time <laughs> everybody sees everything is what i say to my students man and it was a good night last night at uh, upstate wrestling entertainment i've got a kind of a core group of five or six with as many as up to 12 right now and for you know uh a new company and starting the the owner Craig's putting all of his money where his mouth is and working three jobs to keep the doors open and, and working hard. And, and the students, um, you know, I, I try and bring that same respect to OVW and, and what I learned from watching hammer and, and, and other guys and how this shit's done. Um, to you know take them from green as goose shit and now they're putting stuff together you know we're working on uh coming up with different spots telling stories and last night that really the last month they've all really progressed uh together and and are are getting to the point of like hey we're actually starting to get this shit for what it is uh don't tell them that because they'll think they're over and they're not over they still suck but uh <laughs> no uh they're working hard and they're listening and they're coachable and uh that's uh, you can't ask for any more than that uh from uh from your students at that level man so uh fulfillment creatively and uh and you know there's some improv stuff coming down the wire i'm excited about i know in utica new york October 5th through the 8th, they're having an improv festival and uh, Weird Assy is uh, coming. And that's uh, Bob Dassey and Stephanie Weir, who had a huge impact on my career early on. Uh, even when I was back in college, your mom goes to college, uh, at, at ran, doing Random Acts, uh, Second City had come through uh, with their touring show and they were both on it at the time. And we did a two, three hour session with them, probably two hours. Yeah, whatever. Uh, and I just was like hitting, hitting it out of the park that day for a young improviser. And they told me you got to go to Chicago and, and pursue this shit. And out there, they both treated me, you know, uh, with kid gloves to, to help me ease into that process too. And Stephanie, Weir, you'd recognize her from mad TV and, and Bob Dass, he's been on plenty of shows and, and he's a guy who should definitely have, <laughs> you know, a major spotlight on him just himself as a, as a performer. There's a lot of correlations between in entertainment, between the, the improv and comedy world and wrestling of there's murderers row that you've never even heard of, of performers who just didn't get the deal or got a little cameo. And that's kind of what you saw or heard of them. So I'm looking forward to catching up with some mentors this fall. I think some good moments and obviously the cannabis stuff next week is going to be major. I've got to be, 
at uh, committee meeting in Albany at the Senate building. I've got to be in court with the Supreme Court ruling <laughs> and uh, and then kind of a cheerlead rah-rah festival for all the cardholders to air their grievances. So next week's going to be a big week of uh, pay-per-views on the road and as well as uh, going to Westmoreland, New York to defend my tag team championships in a fatal four-way tag match uh, with Blaze Haram. So it's, it's going to be a run from the 12th to the 16th. Uh, by the time I get to the 16th, I should be pretty well pissed off at everything bureaucracy-wise, and it should be uh, no challenge for me to take that anger out and run through these infidels who want to come for my title. <laughs> if the state can't get my title, and there ain't no way these morons are going to have a shot. So it'll be fun to beat the shit out of somebody and take out my aggression. I'm looking forward to that. So as the chat fills up, no doubt, man, uh, we're double deuces strong already. Uh, hopefully we're helping you guys escape on a Friday. Usually this is behind the paywall, so I appreciate it any bit cheers or super stickers or if you guys are the the hardcores uh subscribers at channelattitude.com or patreon.com slash homie media group 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 i'm not trying to shake any more nickels out of your pockets uh, it's just usually this is the most exclusive show and even though we had tech difficulties i just wanted uh, my man hammer to, to shine so maybe we'll go live next week after we get it uh hammered out as they say <laughs> that's fine i can punch in and punch out because there's uh plenty of headlines to go through um you know it's wrestling burnout uh, i think everybody's super pissed off last night i know i am uh based on usually you guys know me uh you think you know me as a as a soft better for me to bet more than two dollars on any game is uh is a is a hard <laughs> pull but i thought i had a great line uh with this uh sports boost and our own William Alicia picked it too. I liked it. Not just cause he, he put it over, but it was a plus 100 boost. Uh, and it should have been Mahomes with 250 passing yards and one plus recorded touchdown pass. And then he came in at 226. and the dude, well, I can't think of the guy's name now, but he dropped three passes. He fucked over so many people's parlays last night. And then, uh, the Lions go over on the on the Chiefs. So what seemed like easy Vegas money or people's uh, fantasy football leagues drafting Kelsey, uh, and he hyperextends and blows out his knee, what should have been an absolute spanking last night, they killed everybody's bets. So in the very first NFL official season game, uh, absolutely smoked them and uh, cost me hmm, 20 bucks. And I was not, not pleased whatsoever, but that's why they call it game. But I know there's a lot of people out there who are way into it. And to me, that's uh, getting some uh, humbling right there because I won't bet like that the rest of the season. So it was it was uh, pretty, pretty brutal. And here comes Johnny uh, Publix to step on my crotch uh, and, and drive home the point. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, shout out to, to everybody who did win last night. Uh, I was not one of them. I was not one of them. Um, but I know a lot of people are already hot and it's the very first game. It's the very first game, man, for sure. Uh, Paul, the shooter says the guy who, uh, fucked up those parlays needs the business end of a $5 face slap. Yeah. I don't disagree. It was Gronk <laughs> Gronk's handpicked parlay from FanDuel, I believe. 
So I'll gladly slap the shit out of Gronk like a WrestleMania female security guard uh, and get my 20 bones back, you know. Uh, but y'all, yeah, uh, man, uh, let's see here as we get to the headlines. Uh, some guys who got some checks coming here uh, is uh, the Dudley Boys. You might have heard of them. Uh, they've reportedly signed a WWE Legends contract. Uh, fans attending the taping of Impact Wrestling's 1000 episode this week will witness the special reunion of Bully Ray and Dean Von, collectively known as Team 3D, uh, and uh, in Impact and the Dudley Boys and WC or WWE, excuse me. Uh, before they lace up their boots again, a new report shared an interesting tidbit about the team's relationship with the other company amidst. A write-up penned by Sports Illustrated's Justin Barrasso. Uh, it's noted that Bully Ray and Devon recently inked Legends contracts with WWE. The specific terms of those agreements are unknown, but with both men set to reunite at Impact 1000, Bully is still appearing as an active performer in the company. It seemed there is at least a little freedom for them to seek work outside of the promotion. Uh, interesting. Because uh, I had heard that uh, Devon, in the way that uh, he left or what have you, or walked off, was was uh, not the best. But that's when you say never say never, right? So especially in this business, I don't think they got mega heat, but uh, I'm sure that they that Devon was trying to help with his kids, and you never know something along those lines. They can lord that over you and hold it over your head till he's like, "Fuck it, then fuck you." and walks away it could be a one of a thousand things who knows you know in the locker room um and to lock them down to a legends contract is probably going well at least they won't show up in aew uh and we've got them here but we'll let them do this on impact or fulfill any dates that they have going forward uh to to do that man so uh bully ray uh easily kicking ass in, in impact is one of the most over characters i'm sure you know the guys they've got <laughs> all the credibility plus the busted open radio stuff's going to keep you in the forefront because you're going to be talking about the business for the company so like i say that's a smart way to parlay when you're on tv to convert subscribers users and and that's what a lot of aew talent in the bubble don't do but bubble raise a fucking 30 year plus vet so obviously he's gonna make as much money and, and gets it <laughs> on how to on how to get it all over in one fell swoop so uh i doubt you'll see them uh in ring doing anything i, I think the chances of that are slim on wwe It'll be cool, though, for the Impact 1000 show to have, uh, you know, the nostalgia act of Team 3D back together. So I doubt you'll see uh, Spike Dudley uh, anytime soon. I think he's pretty much uh, written off the pro wrestling world. And it was uh, kind of at the end of 2CW's run in 2015, you know, uh, our final shows there when he was there. It was cool to actually get to work and direct with with spike who is pretty much the grandfather of two cw and and josh just has so much respect for him and he really helped uh in the early days a lot of ways to establish it uh but when i got the steel viking helmets uh autograph mark out helmets and then uh smash it in the ring uh the people were going nuts over that and then spike actually had the real one and came out with it so that was <laughs> that was a good time man and i always enjoyed the hell out of all the dudley boys in ecw whether it was dances with dudley big dick dudley sign guy dudley uh you know i thought that was a good crew and and even how many times bully ray's reinvented himself you know from stuttering and dancing and being a clown act to where he is as bully ray or multi-time tag team you know legends 
I tell my students this too, because it was told to me, a low stakes character can always become a high stakes character. And that's almost exactly what Bully Ray's, but, but, but Bully Ray's career has been. A high stakes character, once they lower themselves into low stakes, can never really achieve that again. So it, it'll, it'll work and it'll be good. Like a lot of guys could say, you know, that they got the rub from Eugene and whatnot coming up but uh off of uh you know a reignition of their career but it's tough for them to go back to the actual integrity part of where they were before we can do it and a different story but uh yeah definitely the transition of being a clown and a fool into being the king you know it's an interesting it's an interesting story to write and it takes over a decade to kind of transition a character like that so um bah, frank yeah you're not a spike w fan i don't know why man the guy took fucking tons of crazy ass bumps in ecw for everybody getting launched like a lawn dart and uh, i'll tell you man one of the uh easiest guys to have in the locker room with no ego who just wants to help and have a good time you know so absolutely um but i don't know maybe he kicked your kid so it could be that's one put past him <laughs> um cardi B still wants to come to WWE and slap a bitch. Yeah. Uh, so WWE and celebrity guests have gone hand in hand over the years with the likes of Mr. T, Bad Bunny, and Logan Paul all leaving their marks on the company. I would have put Johnny Knoxville in there too. Uh, there might be mo one more name about to be added to the list. Probably would have put Floyd Mayweather in there too. Uh, international megastar Cardi B, uh, who is one of the most uh, well-recognized female music artists in the world as a long professor, love of pro wrestling and interested in working with, WW WAP down the line. Uh, so in recent interview with hot 97 every day, that's my word. Uh, the rapper was quizzed on the potential of a guest appearance at WrestleMania 40 in Philly and whether she could have a match inside the square circle. She said, I would love to attend. I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know whether I have to perform or slap a bitch, but I want to go. I want to have a fulfillment of some type of dream. I used to love wrestling. I used to be crazy for it. Cardi B cited the likes of Batista and Eddie Guerrero, some of her favorite stars growing up as a fan, as well as the hilarious admission that she thought The Undertaker was a real ghost as a kid. Hey, that's good, man. Like, if you're made believing when you're a little kid like that, that's awesome. Because I believed in Andre like that, you know, not that he was a ghost, but like, wow. Uh, it's probably why I'm obsessed with Giants to this day. Her desire to become involved on stream with the company has already garnered attention from one active competitor with one half of the women's tag team champions, Chelsea Green, taking to social media to welcome the New Yorker. Yeah, uh, what did Chelsea writer says? Me waiting for I'm Cardi B to come slap a bitch. I can name a few. Uh, so... I think uh, this is great. I, I, we just put a clip out there and, uh, you know, well, Ta Kaz did. Taz did. Taz, brother. Uh, but I digress about your Twitter clips. Uh, <laughs> Kaz put one out there and, uh, you know, tagged her. And it was uh, Russo and myself talking about how great her character work is. And I've been a big proponent of her since uh, the Laurel Van Mess stuff. Uh, as well as Kaiser, uh, we were talking about a little bit of Kaiser, but she liked it. And that's always is great for a social media manager doing hard work to get that little nod. She didn't retweet it and that's fine. She's in WWE. You got to understand like <laughs> all it takes is, oh, she retweeted something from a guy in Russo brand. Your fucking push is done. Like the paranoia is real, right? Whatever. 
we're outside the bubble and I don't care, but she acknowledged it and that's cool. Um, and, and it's rewarding for that, but I think she's a perfect choice to be the one to do something with Cardi B there where she either brings her in and turns on her or they have a Twitter battle and it goes that way, you know? Uh, and do you bring in Cardi B to help get over hit row? You know, uh, that's an interesting, like how it could play in, but I don't think B fabs that over, or do you do, uh, Zelina Vega, Zelina Vega with the butter peak and Reekins and, the Oh, Billy fucking, uh, <laughs> Rosie Perez shit. Right. Like they're already doing chancla and fucking every other fucking thing. Um, but Cardi B definitely has massive value, uh, to bringing them in, bringing her in, but I don't know about her physical, uh, you know, ability to take punishment <laughs> and do what Logan Paul's doing, you know, and have a match like, and the other part of that is what are you going to really have her do at uh, WrestleMania? And if this is supposed to be a family show, but it's not like everybody in America doesn't know the fucking song wet ass pussy. Right. So we're, we're fooling ourselves with these leave it to beaver morals of a PG show. Meanwhile, on the radio, it's WAP. Uh, you know, 12 times a day when it, when that song was hot, uh, Bianca Belair would probably be the one, you know what I mean? To, to do it. And that's what I was going to say is the issue. Chelsea green's character works phenomenal and it would be good with her. So do you put Chelsea on the side of, um, on the side of Cardi B or do you put Bianca on the side of Cardi B and Cardi B is just in somebody's corner. Right. And we have the spot, where shit can her out and she slaps a bitch and pay her five dollars right so um <laughs> yeah and for those you know who really know cardi b is like 2018 right if you know from the smackdown live self-help group 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 it's all about sexy red and pound town so hey maybe we bring in sexy red in one corner cardi b in the other and we do uh hip-hop battle war you know what i mean of the hoes uh of the ex-strippers uh, and we get back to some sex appeal man i got no problem with it um but i think chelsea green can definitely handle it that being said wrestling is famous for going oh i love that idea but it's just not for you <laughs> so chelsea green might have something great pitched for her and cardi b and all they do is go yes and they take it Chelsea Green's not involved in it, and they put it on uh, EST. That that happens more than you know, and that can crush a performer of, like, fuck, they took my shit. And that's why you don't tell people stuff sometimes. And I, I hate that mentality because I'd rather incorporate everybody and do art by committee and expand it. But a lot of times they just keep it contained and cut everybody else out for the – for the spot, but, um, you know, it, it's interesting. It's interesting to see which way this will go. And I don't think that because it's a new day, new era in WWE of like, there's things you wouldn't have dared to do 15 years ago. And now in the social media area and every other drama thing that it's going down. So if nobody told Chelsea green to tweet that to Cardi B and they've got plans set up, that could be viewed as Chelsea green. And this is just for some asshole backstage that wants to bury her. That Chelsea green's going into business for herself, trying to book her own angles to influence the office. And that can backfire on you too. 
So that's this is my 2006 mentality. It's a different day in 2023. Maybe this is all being planned. They're working a Twitter war. Or she is going into business for herself, and maybe it'll influence and get over. You know, like that could be it too. Uh, there's just on this island of misfit toys, a healthy dose of paranoia of making any move like that could be like pulling the pin out of a grenade and dropping it in your own lap, you know? So it's a weird biz, man. Um, this might not be another bad idea to bring Cardi B in with, right? Um, update on Jade Cargill's status with all elite wrestling, uh, Cargill, uh let's see she said uh i'm always i'm the phenomenal boss i literally he's a phenomenal boss about tony khan i can literally hit him up and uh, right now and he'd hit me back in three minutes this is a man who has four companies a professional soccer team jaguars he's busy he literally comes to every show he's so passionate he loves our company there's no other place i'd want to be he doesn't look at me as a number he looks at me as a human being he knows my journey and understands my purpose in the wrestling community and i want to achieve and I don't think you can beat that. You can't beat this uh, is a very interesting sport. Um, I don't know. Her last appearance was May 28th, 2023, where she dropped about the Statlander after having some pretty uh, rough, you know, she's only had probably less than 100 matches, uh, matches, uh, but against Ty of Valkyrie, where it was like, oof, uh, took a lot of heat on just some of the work and, and, you know, we can all have bad matches, but the amount of money that's on Jade Cargill and then she hasn't been on TV in, in four months, that says something else is strange. And then her to put it the boss over is like a worker working, right? You know, well, I know Don Stevens is going to see this on the sheets with my headline, so I'll put him over and get in his mind. Again, these are the fucking strange paranoia things that i have to point out that may not even be the way they are but this is the way the chessboard is uh in the strange wrestling world is worth 33 strong shout out to all the masons out there uh swerve show uh joins us um swerve i thought swerve did a good job on uh on like i don't say light the fuse on dynamite this week (laughs) um Another guy that they definitely should not have let go from WWE, who would be great in this Cardi B type things. Uh, and then uh, also another great veteran in the locker room right now, Lenny Lilac's joining us as well. I got to put heat on him. I saw Lenny Lilac posting a picture with color, and that ain't my Lenny Lilac. He don't mean he need to get no goddamn color to get over. Lenny Lilac can get over in his entrance, baby. Uh, <laughs> but a uh, shout out to everybody hanging and banging with us for a free Friday locker room, usually behind the paywall at channelattitude.com. So thanks for subscribing. Only five bucks a month. You guys, you get all the review shows, all the locker room shows, and, uh, you can listen to us at your leisure and your support in HMG and independent media. So, but if money's tight, Hey, it's only fucking money, right, man. It's all about community at the end of the day. Uh, what is being said about LA Knight's long-term future with WWE following his payback victory? Uh, according to PWInsider.com, Knight and WWE officials have been negotiating a new long-term deal. It's being said that the contract is either close to being finalized or has already been signed. Some sources believe that the extension is up for four to five years. 
WWE was reporting waiting for the right time to push Knight, and the long-term contract is something the company has been wanting to lock into place, being moved forward with creative plans. Knight has been booked strongly as of late with a victory of the SummerSlam Battle Royal, and he then defeated The Miz while being endorsed by John Cena at the Payback Premium Live event. It was an interesting uh, fuck you handshake, I don't trust you kind of dta moment with cena at the end there where they both took their shirts off to go look at or cena did to say i'm jacked up too very strange uh but uh man good for him dude i mean sometimes it comes late in life and that does give hope to older workers maybe some false hope because that guy's been doing this for a minute and now he's finally getting out of the prove it deal he's probably been on this push and and living you know month to month to some degree paying mortgages and everything else and hopefully this deal that locks him into four or five years is where he never has to worry about money again you know and can uh really uh take care of uh, his family and lifestyle how he wants to or needs to it's uh strange thing where it, where everybody thinks the people are making that crazy money and you'd be goddamn surprised how little of it actually does come home, you know, and what you have to expense on the road to get to that point. And now hopefully with merch and and who knows whatever else, cricket wireless uh, commercials or whatever he's going to be doing, they'll put him in that this will absolutely set him up uh, for the, for the rest of his life. So that's a good feeling for any uh, worker and really shows that you've crossed over to the next level. However, <laughs> In that, and this is an infuriating goddamn thing, and as far as I'm concerned, what is it? The guy for the the Browns? Did they just sign him? the The quarterback, two hundred seventy one million fucking dollars, bro. Two hundred seventy one million dollars to play sixteen games, and and have a full off season, and guys like and girls like us got to wait. 15 years to go from making no money to making mm, all right, livable money and living your dream to then hopefully in that next three years <laughs> from the year 12 to 15, getting a deal like this to where I finally made it, but my body's beat to shit. And now I got to work, be the workhorse for four to five years until they break me only to take me out back and put the bullet in me. But hopefully in that four to five years time, you fucking clear a shit ton of money and build your own brand so you can walk out of wrestling and do whatever you want to do in your life, you know, and, and have no regrets. But some people don't have that foresight when you're in the bubble, but yeah, the, the, the dude from NFL making 271 million. And then they're like, LA Knights re-signed a big contract. Let's just say higher end. It's $2 million. Awesome. Like 2 million is a lot of money, but to go five years, 2 million. And then these guys over here are making 271 million. And not that anybody can walk on and be an NFL starting quarterback, a franchise player, but that that's just such a fucking wide berth of people who draw the same money, the same advertisers, you know, the same demographic. That's tough to swallow for a wrestler going, Jesus Christ. If he's making 20, 271 uh, million, at least give me one tenth of that. And my contract should be 27 million. Right. And then you can call me the superstar that I am and the money's there and it's believable. Um, it's just tough to swallow to fucking 
these NBA and major league baseball and NFL contracts. And those guys can't do what we can do. And we take just as much punishment, if not more, because we're on the road with no fucking months off unless we take them, you know? So that's a, that's a motherfucker. (laughs) Uh, Let's see here. Report on why the Young Bucks didn't want to have a sit-down with CM Punk. Ooh, juicy. Uh, Meltzer Seltzer, so take it with a grain of salt. Uh, noted that around the time the meeting was being discussed, AEW had informed the Bucks of a legal letter sent to the company that claimed they had violated the agreement from months back to not talk negatively about the other publicly. The letter was sent uh, was apparently sent uh, due to a skit on being the elite where they wanted Matt to apologize for screwing up an endorsement deal, although Punk's name was never mentioned. Meltzer brought up how the legal letter also, uh, along with various Punk-related issues involved names such as Ryan Nemeth and Chris Daniels, led to the Bucks turning down the idea of having the meeting. Meltzer added that one person very close to the situation said the Bucks had said if six months went by without any issues, they would have been willing to sit down and work with them. Um, yeah, dude, here's what's going down. <laughs> Punk's stooge directly to Meltzer. Uh, excuse me, uh, Punk's. Uh, Buck's stooge directly to Meltzer. Punk stooges directly to Cornette. And now it's back and forth between he said, she said. Uh, you know, Vince and I talked about the greater conspiracy of are the Bucks sending out their boys to pluck the strings to get Punk to sell when Punk really wanted to come to the table and was probably coaxed into it by being, oh, yeah, they want to work with you. And really, you know, that's just the middleman of Tony or whoever trying to smooth things over, and that's their job. Totally get it. Um, but I think this bait and switch has nothing to do with, like, well, oh, they made fun of me in an, in an elite video. Like, come on, is there, are we really at that? I think a lot of this is like, let's keep small frustrations until he breaks. And then we don't got to worry about doing anything with him. He looks bad. However, that's a very (laughs) clickish uh, late nineties thing to do, but you're the EVPs. That's the difference. So you got to set an example of everyone can work together. Why are we doing it? And because they didn't. And you know, the other part of this too, which, uh, makes me laugh a bit (laughs) is that's not very christian of you (laughs) you know uh like but everyone can claim that shit and make as much donations as they want to at their church but uh you gotta lead by example especially when you're an evp and all this to me looks smells like a setup (laughs) best not be because if it is they're getting wet up um it's interesting man and then the stooge of whatever's going on in Jacksonville late night parties and dipping your uh, pen in the, you know, corporate ink when it comes to the lawyer and who she was seeing all that coming out through Cornette and then the internet blowing up about it. And then rumors that punk's going to drop a pipe bomb. That's not even going to be on TV has them worried that he's going to say some shit. That's really going to make them look bad. And, um, Right now, I think it's a lot of people just hunkered down in the uh, in the trenches waiting to see who's going to fire the next big first shot back and forth at each other. And Chris Daniels came out yesterday 
with a tweet putting over uh, Mega, the lawyer, and saying she's the last one who should have her name dragged into this and da da da, which is weird to me because Chris Daniels is a 30 year pro. And to even put that out there to go to bat for is like a weird sell. Like this is the time of Cold War silence where you wait for the other person to blink and you don't shoot till you see the whites of their eyes. Right. So that these are strange things to me. And the fact that punk told those guys when they came to collision to get lost that they're stooges. And then other stories just happened to come out about punk, not shaking William Regal's hand. All these things are calculated cold war moves of propaganda and disinformation campaigns from both sides. Uh, so it'll be very interesting to see in the next week uh, if Punk takes to social media and does his thing, does he save it for WWE and they craft it and he shows up there and that's a smash, you know, like there's money to be made because they weren't going to do it at AEW for some goddamn reason. So why give it away for free when you can go and create a major controversy but Punk probably also knows when he fires those shots that they've got some nuclear ammo to fire back at him. So there's a lot of interesting stuff, man. A lot, a lot, a lot. Plus, if it's fucking party time in Florida, that kind of behavior with being a straight-edge society is what also Punk <laughs> looks down upon people and thinks they're less than for whatever their addiction or whatever their vice is. And because it makes him feel superior and he probably comes from a home that, that type of uh, substance abuse, he feels a, he saw it when he was young and said, I'm never going to get involved with that. So that's fine. But now you're going to be a stooge to run, tell that based on who's fucking who and who's uh, sniffing what it'll be interesting. Sniff my panties deuce. Uh, let's see here. Uh, AEW attorney comments, uh, someone in the company wanting to bring a hatchet to the ring, uh, <laughs> company attorney, Christopher Peck, not mega, uh, was asked if there was any ideas that had to be shot down for AEW programming. Uh, when he was talking, uh, to the, at the Starcast event, he said, here's what Peck's response. Uh, out of the way, Peck, uh, truly one of my favorite stories that I tell other lawyers, I got a call. I can't remember who it was and panic. And call. It was a panic call. It was maybe 10 minutes before showtime. I wasn't in the building and they were panicking. The question was, can we bring a hatchet to the ring? I said, a hatchet? What are we doing with a hatchet? They explained the stunt and I was like, no, we can't bring a hatchet to the ring. <laughs> Peck did not spe specify who wanted to bring a hatchet to the ring or how it was going to be used. Peck also commented on licensing music. He says uh, they cleared Rolling Stone songs. He's just like, that's his job, I guess, is probably going and getting those uh, deals done to, to clear that music. So Christopher Peck becoming uh, a new character in the AEW universe. Uh, a machete to the ring is what I brought one time. Uh, that wasn't even a sentence. I brought a machete to the ring one time, uh, and it was after a year's feud with ZS3. And I took a, a swing at him and he blocked it with a chair and then kick, drop it, and then safely. Was it stupid? Absolutely. <laughs> but I'd used everything else, a chair, a chain, fire, uh, powder in the eyes. 
And for me to come out with a machete and I was licking it. I always lick the machete when you're bringing it out there. Uh, was good. I was in a psychotic rage at the time. Very hardcore, hot mean style. Not as, uh, not as much, uh, brevity in it. Um, so any <laughs> old schooler would tell you, if you take a weapon to the ring, you better fucking use it. That's why we don't have guns. Cause if you pull a gun out in the ring, you better fucking use it or better have a flag that comes out and says bang and guy pisses his pants in a comedy spot. Right. But I brought the machete out because there were doing beheadings at the time. You know what I mean? All, everything that's, that's going on that way. Um, and uh, it, it was a good visual and it's two CW and they were hardcore. Uh, and he, I take a swing and he blocks it and it could have gone wrong and I could have fucking chopped one of his fingers off, but I didn't, it worked. Uh, and I don't even think the commission got honest for that commission got on me for using fire without clearing it once with him, but it's flash paper. And that was after everyone had poured a bunch of fucking rubbing alcohol on their crotch and lit it on fire and then couldn't put it out cause they're retards. But, uh, I kind of know what I'm doing a little bit. Uh, I like to think so. Um, so yeah, a hatchet. I'm not sure. What are you guys in the chat as we're 41 strong here? Uh, who do you think wanted to bring a hatchet to the ring? uh to to do something uh moxley was he gonna get color with a hatchet i just need you to bury this in the back of my skull real quick sounds good um <laughs> more punk news former wwe writer shoots on cm punk oh this is a big shoot he wasn't a nice guy to me uh freddie prince jr said the following he says what can i say here okay i'm friends with some of the people that he's got an issue with first and foremost so i should get that out of the way uh, so everyone goes, oh, Prince is biased. Yeah, I'm biased, but I will say this. When you keep doing the same thing over and over and you keep blaming everybody else, and it's the world's fault, right? Like the Alicia Cara song. I don't even know what that, who the fuck that is. Uh, you don't have to change a thing. The world could change its heart. Well, what the fuck, Freddie? Uh, the world ain't going to change for you or nobody, and you don't, and the world don't owe you shit. Yeah. Uh, I would have gone uh, a far better reference. The world meets no one halfway uh, from over the top. Uh, it's your responsibility as a human being to find out your place in this world and make the absolute most of it. But the world doesn't owe you a damn thing. That's easy to say when you're second generation Hollywood. Uh, and a lot of people end up in the similar situation every single time because they keep behaving a certain way and that turns people off. It's really hard to piss people off. It's really easy to make them feel. It isn't really easy to make, and it's really easy to make them feel good. At a certain point, I think you have to turn that finger towards yourself <laughs> and say, okay, what is it about me? What am I doing wrong? Uh, or you have to find someone, a therapist, a wife, a best friend who calls you on your shit and says, yo, man, this is the third time. The third time? How many times before you figure this out might be a, more of a problem and less of than a problem? Um, da, 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 da. this goes on and on. Uh, ch, 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 ch. sorry, I just want to get to the, the juicy part. Uh, I know there's going to be a lot of our listeners who disagree with me. You know, I respect where you're coming from. I get it. You love him, and a lot of young people you might want to think of are soft, and you think he's tough. I get it. I'm not trying to say you're wrong. I'm just trying to let you know where I'm coming from based off my experiences with him. Like he wasn't a nice guy to me and I wouldn't have, and it would have been easy to be nice to me. And instead he would just blow me off every time I walked by when I worked there and I was never going to work with him because he didn't need my help. So I was, I was always like, why are you going out of your way to be a dick to me? And I was never going to work together ever. Um, 
yeah, dude, uh, that's that that sounds a lot like him. <laughs> Where I've seen him uh, look non-contract guys up and down who were just trying to pay him respect and shake his hand, and he scoffed and fucking walked away and wouldn't even acknowledge that they were human. And uh, Freddie Prince Jr. being outside the business, that definitely sounds like a, a punk thing. You're like, this guy doesn't belong here. He just suck hold his way in and that might not be wrong either but freddie prince jr does love the business as a fan and uh also they hired him the week after i interviewed for that exact position so (laughs) i I could be a little bit bitter about it too but what's interesting in the top of this is oh freddie prince jr's bias he's friends with the bucks here we go he's coming out and saying it and saying his own thing for his podcast but are the bucks needle in this right here are they are they needling that? I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, yeah, uh, hammer. I could have brought the hatchet out there. I'm a hell of an axe thrower. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> Get me hatchet. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. This was interesting to me. Becky Lynch unable to attend WWE Superstar Spectacle event in India. Um, she tweeted out uh, in that for the spectacle they're having in Hyder Hyderabad, India, uh, due to a tear in her passport, Qatar Airways denied her boarding due to this passport issue. Becky tweeted, sorry to all the fans in, in uh, Hyderabad, India. Uh, I was so excited to perform for you, but as there's a tiny tear in my passport, I've not been allowed to board my flight at Qatar Airways. Wow. Fucking hardcore, bro. Now, Sure, there's security and whatnot. This woman's an international performing superstar. Why could you not just bring up fucking Monday Night Raw or the payback cage match and be like, this is who I am? Like, is there any doubt in who I am right here? And it brings up some strange, I don't even want to call it third world because Qatar is not third world, um, you know, is... <laughs> misogyny a red-headed white woman and them just flexing power and maybe she got tested and tried to big league somebody and they go oh, you're gonna big league us fuck that big league you maybe they looked at her passport and went we're not letting this white woman through and there's some weird shit that way or maybe that is just protocol and there is a tear in her passport and somebody's doing their job to the nth degree however there should be some <laughs> celebrity gravitas that is issued there to go let people in. Now, what sucks is she tra- she tweeted that from at Qatar Airways is that before she ever got on the plane from the U.S. or did she fly all the way to Qatar and then was going to India from there catching another flight? I don't know if that's, you know, clear or not in anything that I've read. Because that would suck shit through a straw to fly all the way to Qatar and then you just got another two-hour flight or whatever to India and you're you're fucked after flying 14 hours, right? Uh, maybe it's less than that. I'm not sure. Um, or are you in JFK Airport about to aboard Qatar Airlines and they don't let you on because of that? It's interesting and uh, to see where it is. I hope I hope it's that she was still domestic and can kind of just go home. Um, and that sucks for uh, the fans in India, no doubt, but. You know, <laughs> Qatar Airways 
either being hardcore or just the fact that now they got bad PR over it is interesting. Or did somebody have an agenda or did somebody test her and she tried to big league them? It could be any of these things, but a small tear in your passport, especially as much as she's traveling back and forth to Saudi, to Canada, uh, all over the world. And I'm sure that passport takes a beating. You know what I mean? It's uh, always going in and out of sweaty bags and trunks of rental cars and slammed into the fucking uh, overhead compartment. Like, just roll the goddamn payback footage and see who the fuck I am, dude. You think it's not me? What do you want to see? A shitty promo? I'll gladly cut one for you. Um, But you can make up as many scenarios in your own mind and fit a narrative anytime you want to. So... Uh, let me see what we got here. Um, we'll go back on the, the punk tip. Here's a guy and this is, you know, I hate to down him because he's punk's boy. However, I've seen some of punk's boys fucking come and go. But another guy I got a lot of respect for from OVW, much like I do for Charles and Hammer Evans is a steel, uh, uh, another man's man and punk's trainer. So they're bonded that way. And I, I get it. Uh, I don't see a lot of the same way they handle situations. You know what I mean? I guess uh, a steel jumping and bites you, but he's a Harley race guy in a, in an old school badass, you know? Um, and Ace is always, always excellent uh, to talk to or be on shows with and, and try and learn from uh, as well. But I guess uh, since punk's gone, they dropped the hammer on a steel this week and he's out too, because you know, if there's going to be anybody, we're all stooges in this business. I'm saying Ace is a stooge. We're all stooges. Fucking, uh, then, you know, they're not going to keep Ace around with the box so they can re just, uh, you know, give information by any means. I'm sure that was part of Punk's deal was to make sure Ace had a gig. And Ace did a great job for WWE agenting for years. So it'll be interesting to see which way things go. But Ace steals uh, another man's man, and he don't take no fucking shit. But he's also very approachable. Um, but according to Mike Johnson uh, via PW Insider, Steele's been released from the company following the fire of CM Punk. Uh, Johnson noted the following with, about Steele. He said, Steele was the only person fired from the company in the wake of the incident, but was brought back at Punk's insistence. The plan was for Steele to work as Punk's coach producer, but when it came time for Collision to be announced, the company made the decision that Steele would not be allowed to physically work on site at the tapings. This caused a delay in Punk's return being announced as the two sides ironed it out with Steele working remotely via Zoom calls. That's a weird fucking caveat. Again, is that the where the Bucks go, oh, he wants that? Let's fuck with him. Hire him remotely. Let him Zoom call in, and they can go talk to each other in the fucking office on Zoom. Because what, are you going to agent walking around holding an iPad? Ace Steel's here to agent your shit, bro. Like, the fact that they're trying to keep him out is another death by a thousand cuts move. It's interesting. Uh, I might reach out to Ace and see if I can get an exclusive uh, interview down the road here. But, you know, that could also cut my throat other ways, too, because... Everyone's worried about heat by association, but if I get my fucking cannabis license, everyone can suck a fart out of my ass as far as I'm concerned. Uh, <laughs> there had been talk over the last month that AEW was looking into a space in Florida for steel to train and work with talents, but that obviously will not come to pass. Yeah, man. Um, 
I think I think Ace Steel doesn't have any heat with WWE. I could easily see him uh, getting another shot at NXT as a coach or uh, anything like that. You know for sure. Oh, yeah, and and I think good. Thank you, Hammer, for backing me up from the chat here. Uh, Ace Steel, love working with him. Ace Steel, another man's man in this business where. You know, you know, we can say whatever we want to about how punk deals with stuff. They're tied and bonded together. So I just don't, that was always strange to me. And I'm sure they have their friendship that's lasted decades. So who am I to fucking be like, why are you friends with that guy? And like they've been together and punk's gone to bat for him to get him, get him jobs too. Like anybody would with their best friends. So, uh, that is a loss though. Cause the guy's got fucking insane amount of knowledge to, to pass on, from Harley race and many other mentors and, and 20 years of working, uh, that, uh, you know, he played Donald Trump. If you don't know him that well, that'd probably be the thing he was most famous for cameo wise. And then when he cut the promo on punk in the ring, that was an, that was the promo of the night, a steel cut on AEW dynamite. I think it was. So the guy still got all the fucking, you know, ability and mentality to, to help your company become better, putting them on zoom call and just giving them a shut the fuck up paycheck. Cause punk wanted them back is a strange move. It's a strange move. Um, all right. Uh, here's a rumor. Uh, wrestlers address rumors that the WWE is looking to create a Wyatt six faction, um ring of honor wrestler dutch who was reportedly a part of the performance center trials in 2022 commented on rumors wwe was looking into creating a wyatt six faction he says i don't know if we'll ever know but it definitely seemed like it was leading in that direction i think that would have been great we were down here in nxt for a week back in december so the ball seemed to be rolling at that time i just kind of got stopped for whatever reason maybe it was the illness that bray had or whatever i'm not 100 sure but i don't know if we'll ever know but it was definitely a possibility. We talked about having ideas and stuff that never came to fruition, but like ideas and stuff that was being thrown around. Uh, I don't think that I'd be in the position that I am now with AEW. If it wasn't for him, we created a buzz on social media for X amount of months and whatever happened and or not, everything happens for a reason. So I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for him right now. So cool, interesting uh, possibilities of what could have been. And I love that idea of uh, the crossover between the brands where one thing influences the other, uh, as opposed to we're just over and separate. No, it's all right to be the training facility. It's all right to be the rookies that comes with a a leniency uh, where you can, screw up or not have your best stuff yet and no one's going to judge you too harshly for it because when they see you improve getting reps in they get behind you going wow this guy's girl's come a long way right so what we had at ovw when contract guys were there is rip because he would get pissed off over contract guys and how lazy they were sometimes and had it all and rip always wants to go i can take any goof off the street and make him a fucking wrestler better than these guys who think they're over and uh he created derby city wrestling not the one that's currently up run by dave marquez but the original dcw that uh revolver and man beast and twink and myself wrote um and out of that, once we really had control of the book, I would see what Al was writing on OVW and take any details that he didn't have time for and flush them out. And Power and I would flush them out 
and guys on the student show would have opportunities to kind of pick up details from the main show. And then that would trickle back up and influence, but it was the same audience watching. So they were getting more intricate, small details in the storyline that would go back up to the main roster. Uh, and that was a lot of fun to do to write across those shows that way. Uh, and it would give guys who didn't have a purpose or uh, a focus. Now they're folded into something, right. And they're a small part of it and they can play that reality down there. So the Wyatt six would have given some performers a really big rub and a big chance to become a part of that universe and, and grow it out a little bit more. And now we have more new characters inside that who are playing by Bray's rules. Very cool. Jay Hall's got to take off. Appreciate you, man. Thanks for hanging. Um, Friday locker room. Woo as what we got uh, coming out there, baby from elite video productions. Uh, yeah, man, I figured we'd go live today. I was hoping we could get my man, Charles, the hammer Evans on, but he's in the chat, hanging and banging. We'll get the tech issues worked out and have him on next week. Oh, let's see. Eric Bischoff goes stiff on Jack Perry's AEW suspension. He says, this guy's not a star. He'll never be a star. Um, on his uh, 83 Weeks podcast, he says, just cut the guy Perry loose. First of all, you're talking about a thimble full of talent Woo! to begin with. He's really only there because his dad, Luke Perry, was a soap opera star. That's it. Um, otherwise, he's making $200 a night on an indie circuit somewhere. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, the guy's not a star. He'll never be a star by virtue of the fact that he thinks he's using real glass is going to get him heat. It should tell you everything you need to know about his potential. He doesn't understand the very fundamentals of this business. Wow. Bischoff, not wrong on that scathing assessment of don't be a mark for yourself and try and do some stupid fucking deathmatch shit when your whole thing is looking like a pretty boy and the fact that you're a second generation soap opera star. And we've put this over 180 fucking different times that the whole thing is he should be a soap opera star. He should be the James Dean high school rebel with the hot girlfriend and doesn't give a fuck and everything should have a 90210 feel about it. When he comes out, the crowd should do the 90210 <laughs> clap that they would do in between scene changes, you know, on the show and, and everything you could even bring in at old 90210 nostalgia cast members to give them the rub if you wanted to. Uh, and really we should be treating it like tiger beat magazine, uh, and, and use his sex appeal and, and all that. And if anybody even hits him in the face, that's his moneymaker, not using glass to get color and do stupid shit. That's being a straight up mark from yourself from pro wrestling gorilla and nobody ever correcting it or teaching the right way to do shit or knowing your value and knowing where the money is based off of your father's equity. Well, I want to be my own man. I don't want to be my dad. I don't give a fuck what you want. I want to draw money <laughs> and make the best TV show possible. And you're on this roster because of the rub of your being a second generation, who you are. The nineties are back kid. You weren't born yet, but we're going to use everything that was uh, from Melrose place, 90210 Dawson's Creek, all that shit. We're taking all those storylines and that's what your run is going to be. And, you know, so get ready and get used to it. Now he's uh, suspended indefinitely. 
But is that just lip service to say, sit home and get paid, bro? You you did what we need you to do to push punk over the edge and the heat will pass. And in six months, we'll bring you back and give you a push, right? Like, mm. Or is he really that ignorant and empowered and just being like, I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't give a shit. I'd like to think that, you know, he's in his 20s and we're all stupid fucks, as Rip would say in our 20s. And you know, F.A., fuck all. Uh, but you think you know it all and you don't. And is he that obtuse to what he's doing? Or is this part of the greater conspiracy of pluck the strings, death by a thousand cuts, and take the heat? And we'll call it uh, a suspension. But really, it was all part of the master plan. It's interesting. And the fact that he hasn't been fired leads to like, is there a greater conspiracy? <laughs> of it all with more people tied in just to fucking get him close to the edge and then one more and, and knock him right off. So uh I'm not sure. Let me know what you guys think uh you know in the in the chat with that one. But I think definitely probably should have been let go. Because it's not like punk attacked him out of nowhere. He instigated it. Every one of these things with punk, even though he's handled it wrong or physically or what have you, instead of no selling and being a better, better political operator and cutting their throat behind closed doors, using his big league power, he's been getting into it physically with the guys. And that just gives them free reign to do whatever they want and fire you when you, when you take it from cold war to hot war. But Jack Perry is the one who fired the Cold War shot on fucking camera. And is that enough of a fireable offense? You know, so I don't know. It could all lead back to he said, she said with lawsuits and who knows at this point. But Bischoff says he's got to go. I don't think it's a bad thing. I think the fact that you could let him go and keep him on the payroll under the table and bring him back in a year, like that'd be a better look you know, for it. Let him go work a couple indies, see what it's like to make uh, 200 bucks. I'm sure he'd, he'd be asking like 6,000 though, some ridiculous number. Uh, our final story of the day, uh, the big one for all of our stockholders and whatnot uh, coming up here four days away. I know everybody's cash is tight, but uh, according to Endeavor's press release, the acquisition of WWE by Endeavor formation, the holding company of UFC and WWE to be known as TKO group. 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 Thanks, Tony. Group holdings uh, will occur on September 12th, 2023. For those interested, the corporate holding stock symbol uh, will be TKO. So technical knockout. How cute. Um, so you guys, if you're going to invest, you know, I'm not sure what the opening stock price is going to be. I think WWE is at about 100 yesterday. Uh, they were up to 114 at one time. Took a big dip. Uh about a week ago down to 94, $95. Uh, so from 114 to 94, kind of in two to three days. And that was because the Saudis invested in the pro fight league, which they, I think they had offered to buy UFC out and, uh, you know, Ari and the rest of the lions of Zions told them to go fuck themselves. So they brought pro fight league and, if WWE is partnering with UFC and they're going to use pro fight league instead, that's what hurt the stock price, I guess. And how many fighters are now going to go to PFL because the paydays will probably be two to three times as much based on Saudi Arab money. 
paying it off and trying to get it over what UFC is. Now, I know we got Johnny Publix in the house. Uh, he might have taken off already, but it's an interesting premise because they've already set this standard with PGA Golf, right? And their golf league. And I think Phil Mickelson got like 400 million or some ridiculous shit like that. Was it that? Was it 40 or 400? I can't remember. Uh, regardless, that's an astronomical amount of money to hit a ball with a fucking stick uh, into a hole. Um, and will they do the exact same thing? Because UFC fighters, guys are out there getting their fucking faces rearranged, heads smashed in. And then at the end of the fight, they got to go, Dana, give me that $50,000 bonus. They are, they're begging for money, right? Because they got to pay their team out. Team's going to take 20% where they've been training and living. None of that's free. And until you get to the upper echelons there, you're not making a fuck ton of money. So the these Saudis might come in and go, yeah, winner's purse for every fight's a million dollars. They don't give a shit. They got $608 billion billion dollars in the Saudi public fund. That's not even in the country. The Saudi public fund is just to have fun with and entertain the fucking people. So you got 608 billion in a bank accruing interest every day is millions of hundreds of millions of dollars. So to pay out a million dollar for a fight purse could become the standard, right? So very interesting to see which way things will go. But I think a, a smart investment line is going to be TKO. It might come out at a higher price and drop. I don't know. I'm going to talk to Colin Wysong. Uh, he's definitely uh, the HMG stock guy in the producer's chat. And uh, But something to definitely keep an eye on four days away before they go public. Uh, so on Monday morning, you know, might be worth uh, getting a couple shares for yourself if it comes in at a, at a lower price. I, I got to believe if WWE's at 100 already, it's not going to come in much lower than 80. Or will it come in at like 120? I don't know. I got to talk to Colin on what uh, usually happens uh, when these uh, go public, but they, they filed uh, the 425 form, which I guess is the official we're going public with it. So always trying to help if we can make any money. Cause I know the goddamn chiefs fucked us over last night. That's for sure. <laughs> uh, that, that guy dropping three passes felt like a, a work to me, a mob work. You can't, you can't be in the NFL uh, and have Patrick Mahomes throwing to you as a receiver and nobody's even putting it on you and drop three passes. That's time for you to go, pal. You're going back to NXT after that one, no doubt about it. So um, interesting, interesting uh, week of headlines. I wanted to postpone uh, for today, hoping we could get hammer on, but really there wasn't much hot shit, uh, you know, follow-ups uh, yesterday. There was only about four or five new headlines worth really diving into, but uh, I was glad to hang here solo uh, with the chat, man, as we were up to about 50 strong. Again, like seeing those numbers going up. Thanks for all the super stickers and uh, bit cheers. Uh, I'm probably going to do SmackDown Live self-help group tonight. Group. Group. On twitch.tv slash Media. Uh, there is a... a football game i was invited to we'll see how things work out depending on the weather uh so keep an eye out for that uh, to hang and bang gonna knock out another episode of uh the consultants for patreon after this two emails uh from the alleged uh president of the usa network will be included in that one following up on our last episode 27 which was a 12 page banger very interesting uh so 
plenty of work to do and uh, keep you guys uh, fingers crossed for cannabis, uh, you know, success in the next week for me. Definitely taking in all those positive vibes uh, to, to try and keep my mentality in the right space to <laughs> be able to handle everything coming our way. So uh, y'all, uh, hopefully you guys have a good weekend all the way around. Thanks for hanging here live. Ben Hameen YouTube channel and uh, subscribing exclusively channelattitude.com. It's Hacker Hameen. It's the Friday Veteran Locker Room. Yolo. If you're not Caucasian, uh, then leave. Mark Henry. I'm sorry. No, 